BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Manifest Daily. If you're new here, welcome. My name is DeAndre Nicola and I'm the host of Manifest Daily. And if you're an OG listener, welcome back. Anyways, girl, how you doing? Okay. I am so excited for us to get into today's episode because honestly, it is one that I didn't know that I needed to record. And we're going to get into why that is in a minute. But I just want to welcome you guys to 2021. I feel like since our first episode was the guest episode that I recorded before 2021 and when I recorded the intro I honestly wasn't in like a super chatty mood (laughs) honestly I feel like I kind of brushed over the fact that we're in a brand new year and I've talked about it on Instagram if you guys follow me there but just wanted to like officially and warmly welcome you guys to the brand new year of 2021 if you're anything like me you probably don't feel any different I feel like In previous years, it was kind of easy to feel the difference and the shift of a new year because it was almost kind of like you were able to really, really start fresh. I know for some people who had like fitness goals, like they were like, okay, I'm kicking off, you know, my new year with like going to the gym or maybe you signed up for certain classes. Maybe you're going back to school. But with COVID still at play and still a big part of our lives and quarantine and restrictions of what we can do, where we can go, who we can see, I feel like this year just feels like it is, you know, more hopeful, like a kind of fresh start but at the same time it is sort of a continuation of 2020 and a continuation of a lot of the things that we have seen starting to unravel in our society in the past year so still it is a new year though and we're bringing new vibes we're bringing new energy fresh energy at that I wouldn't necessarily say new but it's just fresh it's renewed it's filled with a lot of like restful presence a lot of intentional presence as well so with today's episode I kind of wanted to do something that I feel very very vulnerable doing which is so weird for me because I feel like this podcast, I get very vulnerable and I have done so from the start because I'm just naturally someone that likes to open up because I find it so helpful when I can find people on the internet. That sounds so odd, but when I can find people on the internet who open up about where they are, where they've been, where they're going, things like that, because it just helps me on my journey personally. And I understand that obviously we all have different boundaries around what we are comfortable putting out on the internet because it's such a public sphere. And I feel like me kind of pushing 
my own boundaries and my own comfort levels with what I put out while, again, keeping certain boundaries for myself to keep myself safe and keep myself feeling okay. I think it's really cool to push that a little bit and allow you guys in a little bit more because I do think it's helpful overall for both of us. Again, for me, with it being a cathartic sort of situation and then also for you to learn from me or to just feel like you have a friend on this journey because that's what this really is. It's a friendship. It is me being on your side and being here to cheer you on as much as you, I hope, are here to cheer me on as well. So that being said, today's episode, um, we're not going to be editing this, y'all. So I might be stumbling over my words because y'all know when I get a little nervous, I be stumbling or whatever. Not even that, but I just be talking so fast, I be stumbling over my words. So that's what it is, okay? But anyways, today's episode, I'm going to be talking about goals and manifestations for 2021 and then also kind of diving into some of my goals for this month. This episode was actually inspired by my friend Tolu. Tolu, if you're listening, hey. Um, Tolu is someone that I, have I don't even know how we like first connected it was on Instagram but I can't even remember when or how like what the first DM was I think it was when I had like a Instagram or not an Instagram a Facebook group and we connected because I was doing these like coffee chat things and me and her just like hopped on a zoom call and just got to know each other like there was no selling no pressure no nothing it was just kind of like us chatting about life and getting to know each other and it was really cool and she just has such a vibrant personality like she's so dope that we just ended up staying friends and I now have another friend in Canada so whenever I head to her area in Alberta like I can hook up with her and we can just kind of like go and have sushi and just do all these fun things that I know she enjoys doing that I enjoy doing as well but anyways so Tolu's um podcast connected coffee chat podcast she did an episode where she went over her 2021 goals and kind of did a a really cool like bird's eye view look at some of the things that she is changing for this year and some of the things that she's approaching and kind of speaking about her intentionality for the year 2021 and I found it such a good episode like I was listening to podcasts in the shower and I remember I was doing a face mask that night. I was doing the Lush um, Mask of Mega Minty. I think I'm saying that right, but like, y'all, come, don't come for me if I, if I ain't say it right, okay? But I was doing face mask and I was getting in the shower and I was just listening to her and it was just such a dope thing because it just felt like two girls just in a room catching up, chatting about life goals, like being boss, like all that stuff. And I was like, I need to do an episode like this. Like, why haven't I done that? And I literally sat with it and I realized I haven't done this episode because honestly, you guys, this was a year where I felt at one point really, really lost about the goals that I was creating. And I was a little afraid to kind of talk about that because with you guys, especially on Instagram, I talk a lot about the power of setting goals. I talk a lot about the power of intentionality, of knowing exactly where where at least you think you want to go and being able to sort of adapt and pivot and change things, you know, in that course. But it's really interesting, not interesting, it's really important, I think, to at least have some sort of vision of where you see yourself going. And like I said, having the openness, right, to be able to change that as you go on and as you learn more about yourself and learn more about that path. But for me in 2021, as we were quickly approaching the new year and I was sitting with it, I, I really 
really was doing a lot of reflection on the year 2020 and reflection on what I've accomplished because this year was a big year for me in terms of things, right? This was the year that I moved out for the first time. This was the year that I um, dove into full-time entrepreneurship and then kind of dove back out of that in the, the sense that I'm now back at like a quote-unquote nine-to-five. But this was the year that so much changed for me in terms of what I was doing at the start of the year and what I ended the year doing and sort of like where my intentionality was focused on. And because of that, I kind of felt like I was frozen when I was trying to look ahead to 2021 and what I wanted and what I wanted to focus on. I was really in this place where I was just like frozen, like, okay, well, I don't know. Like, I genuinely did not know. And I think a lot of us, too, have that issue, right? It's kind of like, again, I, I've mentioned this before on the podcast, when you realize that you do have some control, some power over this trajectory of your life, it can often feel a little bit daunting to say, well, what do I want? Like, what do I want to create? What do I want to focus on? Where do I want to put my energy? Because you realize that you are this powerful co-creator. And in that, there is so much responsibility that you have to take for certain parts of your life that you are um, really, really taking charge and co-creating. And so that being said, I really struggled um, to think about my goals. And even as I will chat with you guys today about some of my goals, I don't think that this is the end all be all list. I also, you know, like I said, I want to keep this open to if in August or June or May or whenever I kind of have another goal that pops up that I'm like, I really want to focus on this. I really want to put some intentionality of my energy, my time, my action behind this. I can do so. Right. So I, I also want to kind of give you guys that reminder because you don't have to feel this pressure to say, OK, it's January. Like, I need to have my goals set on January 1st. And I was feeling that pressure pressure from myself personally. And then I had to take a step back and be like, girl, listen, who is putting this pressure on you? Like you're literally putting this pressure on yourself. And there is no reason that on January 1st, 12 a.m. EST, you got to be, you know, set up with all these goals and know exactly what you're doing for the year. Like that is quite ridiculous for us to place those, um, place those expectations on ourselves. So I really just want to kind of give you guys the openness to say, if you haven't set your goals yet, that is totally okay. It's okay to kind of coast for a little bit, to rest, to acknowledge what you accomplished, what you did last year, what you liked, what you didn't like before you start heading into planning and making goals. That being said, I will share some of mine today and kind of talk to you um, about the reasoning behind those goals, because that's a big thing for me. Again, the intentionality piece, right? So when I really sat with these goals, I wanted to make sure that there was some sort of bigger thing that I was creating these goals for. That is important for me to kind of have a goal that ladders into something else that I value in this life because I just personally find that I put a lot more work and I put a lot more like energy and actually care into my goals when they are aligned with like a bigger value, a bigger picture for myself versus it being some one-off goal that like once I check it off the list, it sort of floats into thin air and I don't have anything to do with it ever again. So let's go ahead and dive into some of my 2021 goals and then we can take a dive into some of my January 2021 goals as well. I'm 
pulling up the list on my phone, I like love to put my notes or put my notes. I love to put, well, technically I am putting my notes, but I love to put my goals and my notes on Apple notes or yeah, it's called Apple notes or iNotes. Is it called iNotes? Listen, y'all, I don't know what Apple's calling it these days, but I love to use the notes app because for me, um, it is really easy to just jot things down in the notes app. It's on my laptop. It's on my phone. It's on my iPad. No matter what device I'm on or where I'm at, if I have something come to my mind, I'll just usually jot it down there. And I find it's really easy because I can easily transfer that information over to my Google calendar, over to my written planner, over to whatever I'm using. Um, but I just love to kind of jot my thoughts down in the notes app just to kind of start off. So Let's go ahead and dive into these 2021 goals. So my first goal that I wrote down was to intuitively establish the purpose and trajectory for Manifest Daily. I feel like this is a really big one. And I also am giving myself the grace of knowing that if I don't feel like this is completed by the end of this year, that's okay. This can be kind of like an ongoing goal. But for me, I've sort of felt this energetic shift with Manifest Daily. I don't know if you guys have felt it too. Let me know on Instagram. I'm really curious kind of from an objective or outside perspective, what what that looks like if you guys have seen it or felt it because I have personally felt that for myself um I've talked to you guys about my trajectory or my past um or my path rather with this podcast and with the business of you know going from business coaching to spiritual business coaching to kind of diving into just spirituality and kind of in that space finding that the traditional way of coaching and course creation currently doesn't resonate with me. And I think that could be for many reasons. Partly, I think there might be some fear there. I think there might be some fear of not doing it right, of really putting my all into it and not making a substantial income from it. So feeling like a failure from that. I think that there are so many things I do need to explore there, why I'm not necessarily comfortable with doing the things in the more traditional way when it comes to online education. But that being said, I feel like with Manifest Daily, it sort of shifted into being something where I really want to make it kind of more of like a lifestyle platform with a with a heavy lens on spirituality. I think I am someone where, similar to all of you guys, for as far as I know, we're multifaceted beings, right? So spirituality and being spiritual and reading spiritual books and consuming spiritual content is such a huge part of my life. But there's also so many other things that I love to do. If you guys, again, follow me on Instagram, you'll know that I've been reading all of these like thriller books and diving into that and really, you know, putting out my book recs for you guys, talking about the books. I get so lit up just talking about reading or sometimes I'll just like show you guys what I'm cooking in the kitchen. Like if I'm making a new recipe and I want to take you through that, I show that, right? So for me, it's like I watch a lot of vlog content on YouTube. If you're not familiar with vlogs, like I don't know, this might sound weird if you're like really not familiar with it, but I basically watch these videos where people like show their lives. Like they literally show them like going to the grocery store. They show them cooking dinner. They talk about their day. They talk about their work. Like it is literally watching someone else live their life as they're kind of explaining it to you and talking you through it. And specifically, I watch people who are either living a certain type of life that I want to live or there's something about their life that really matches up with what I love to do. For example, 
Oh, there is a vlogger named Bianca Franco. She's a smaller vlogger compared to some of the other ones that I watch, but I love her videos because they're so relatable. Like she's a smaller vlogger in North Carolina. She is living with her partner. She will cook. She goes to Trader Joe's. She's like planning her wedding. Granted, I am not in that stage where I'm like planning a wedding or doing some of the things that she's doing, but it's really cool to just watch her life evolve and learn from her, like hear about certain things that she does, hear about certain things she's trying. She's actually the reason why I recently tried out a new fitness brand called Set Active and I fell in love with their like tops. Um, they're like cropped workout tops. So it's just like, I love that kind of stuff because for me, it's just so fun. It's kind of like I have friends that are all around the world that I just watch on YouTube and comment on their videos. And that for me is like very entertaining. It's also a way that I get to learn. She also loves to read. So sometimes I'll get book recommendations from her myself. So there's so many things I think that having a lifestyle type platform can offer. And while I do find that I, I feel some sort of fear and apprehension kind of wanting to lean more into lifestyle because let's be honest the podcast is called manifest daily a lot of you guys follow me because i post manifestation content the content that gets most saved most shared on my feed on Instagram is the content where I'm talking about how to manifest, how to do these things. I have people DM me and they ask me manifestation questions because I have branded and marketed myself as the conscious manifestation expert, right? But I also think that being said, I really want to figure out how I can start to blend the manifestation piece with like just me and the lifestyle piece without necessarily losing you guys and without it being something where I'm also just all over the place because I do feel like there has to be some sort of core thing that ties it together or maybe that's just me overthinking it and thinking of it through a business lens versus a really spiritual and intuitive lens I actually had a reading done today um I forget what it was called I, I mean it's I think it's like Yijing or Yijing I I'm pretty sure I'm butchering that completely but I had this reading done today and essentially the message that came through was one of me kind of giving myself grace to be more authentic and the message kind of like struck me as odd or not even odd but it took me by surprise and simply because I feel like I'm very authentic like I you know again very vulnerable I share a lot I don't really like try to downplay the things I do but I also don't kind of like force it in terms of a how I tell you guys what I'm doing and things like that like I'm, I come from it from a very realistic lens and explain to you guys my shortcomings my struggles my you know ups and downs so that you realize that like we're all kind of going through the same journey at the end of the day but we're all kind of doing it in our own way on our own paths and you know that being said like with the message coming through um authenticity and grace to be yourself grace to sort of as the as a reader what did he say he phrased it as me breaking up with my personality breaking up with the personality that I have put forth breaking up with the external um vision of myself that people see it really resonated with me for manifest daily specifically because again I have painted this picture that is just one piece piece of me right and that's what you guys see and that's what you're drawn to but I kind of am feeling like I want to allow other parts of me to shine through and attract you know followers listeners whatever 
because of the different facets of myself, just to also remind you guys that it's okay to be on the internet and be multifaceted and show you that you can be multifaceted, show that and be successful doing that, right? Because we hear so much content about niching down, niching down, niching down. And while I do see the the actual like, you know, reasoning behind it from a business and marketing perspective, like I feel like there there is something to that. I also see the fact that the world is changing and we're all changing in the way that we see businesses in the way that we see each other. And we're recognizing that there's so much beauty in seeing someone as being multifaceted versus seeing them as being, you know, only good for this one thing, because I think it's such a, like, I, it almost feels like I don't want to trap myself into this prison of like always having to talk about certain types of content. And I remember at the very beginning of Manifest Daily, like I was so nervous to post things like when I would cook or like when I would just like be doing random things, I was so like nervous to post it. And I'm nervous. Well, yeah, actually I would say that. It would be more like I'd want to post something and I'd be like, no, like I can't do that. Like, because you know, people aren't following for that and they don't care. And I just got to the point where I was like, you know what? Listen, I ain't got time, honey. Like I care about this. And someone else, I know someone else who follows me who like loves manifestation content is probably like, I also love thriller books. So, you know, you giving me a recommendation of what to read is amazing. And then there's someone else that won't resonate with that, but maybe they'll resonate with something else I say that's completely on another topic. And it all sort of does tie together because at the end of the day, you like manifesting and creating the life that you want is about you again, embracing like the whole fact that you are multifaceted, multi-dimensional uh, was coming through, multi-dimensional, multifaceted being. Like you literally are made of so many and infinite parts of yourself. And it's really cool and okay and should be more more than allowed, it should be really encouraged for us to embrace each of those parts of ourselves. So that is kind of why this goal came about. And for me, what this looks like is experimentation. So experimenting with different content on this podcast, um, experimenting with different content on Instagram. Today I had, or yesterday I had a post go up that was like six thriller books you have to read in 2021. In terms of like likes and stuff, I didn't get that many, but in terms of saves and shares, it got a good amount of saves and shares. So I know that's content that you guys do like. If you're saving the book recommendations, you obviously find value in that. So it's something where I was nervous to post it, but it seems to have value for at least a good chunk of you. And that is important to me that again, I'm finding that balance between what I want to share and what you guys find valuable and interesting and entertaining, because I think it should hit one of those like pillars, you know, for me to kind of be posting it there. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of why that goal came about. And that's something that I'm really working on. And it is a 2021 goal. But like I said, if it's December 31st, 2021, and I don't feel like I've hit this goal, I'm not going to be completely upset at myself. I'm just going to consider it an ongoing goal. But my whole thing is just to continue to experiment with the content that I'm putting out there, continue to experiment with what feels good and really find my way through experimentation. I can't just, you know, theorize and think about what I want to do. I actually have to try it and see how I feel and really kind of go with my intuition on what I'm feeling with the content that I want to create in the future. So my second goal was, I didn't know if I wanted to put this goal down, but I'll tell you guys what it is. So it was to secure my first four figure podcast sponsorship. Okay. So let us get into the, like, let's, let's spill the tea on this. So I don't know if y'all know, like, if you're not familiar, if you have a podcast and you like 
don't have like millions of downloads really you don't really make money like you don't like there are people who do monetize their podcast through for example like if you have a podcast and maybe you sell courses or you do something on like the side that's connected and you like basically talk about that in your podcast you can make money that way but it's not necessarily through a sponsorship it's through like whatever you're selling that you're talking about or there are some people that do like affiliate links very similar to people on youtube but it's different because on youtube you can have adsense so basically if you've ever watched the YouTube video and you've seen an ad it's like people get money for you seeing that ad like you watching the ad through and then there are people that also put like affiliate links in their YouTube show notes or YouTube um do you call it show notes whatever it is YouTube description and so like if someone clicks the link for say an Amazon affiliate link and they buy something then that person gets a small portion of the sale and it's like really small portions so basically like the larger of an audience you have the more people that are you know clicking the links and watching the ads and things like that the more money that you make but with a podcast it's different because there is no adsense like ads don't play on my podcast like randomly you know what i mean um there are certain podcast hosts like anchor things like that where you can have anchor put podcast ads in your podcast kind of like youtube adsense I don't host my podcast through Anchor. At one point, I did try to like move it over, but it became such a hassle. Honestly, you guys, that I was just like, I'm just going to stay with my host right now because I use a host where I do pay to publish like my podcast. I pay to have my podcast host. It's a really... It's a, a well-known hosting platform that a lot of like the really large podcasts use. But at the same time, I don't get paid to do this. And that isn't like an issue for me because I love doing the podcast. But I do want to make an effort to somehow like monetize the podcast in a way where, again, it doesn't have to be the traditional way with like coaching and stuff like that. So this kind of leads back into my intuitive purpose and trajectory. I feel I do feel like when I start to kind of tap into whatever that next season of Manifest Daily looks like or the next season of my content looks like, I do think that I will start to find opportunities that are aligned with me and the audience that are monetized. I I just feel that. Like, that is literally what I feel. And like I said, I don't know if it'll happen this year. I don't know if it'll be next year. I don't know if it'll be in five years from now. But I feel like that is the move that has to be done. Like, just really finding what I want to talk about, what I want to create, what I want to do in this season with Manifest Daily. And from that, like, me just kind of authentically exploring that, opportunities such as sponsorship opportunities will find their way to me. And that's just what I believe. So that's one thing that I wrote down. Again, let's see if it happens this year. I'm putting it out there, but I'm also leaving myself open to knowing, you know, this or something better, right? That that really is kind of like how I'm feeling about it. Um, Another one is just like fitness and wellness. So establishing a consistent workout routine, clean eating boundaries. This is something that's kind of like, um, I love what Tolu said in her episode. She said like for her working out is just the lifestyle. So she didn't really set like a specific goal around it. Same thing for me. I set like fitness goals for the month. But honestly, for me, working out is a lifestyle. Like I'm someone that I love to go to the gym. I love to lift. If I miss the gym or if I don't go to the gym for like a long period of time, like extended periods of time, I just don't feel myself. Like I am groggy. I am tired. I'm not like feeling good at all. And so for me, the gym is like such a huge and important part of my life, something that I value that I don't necessarily have to set any goals around that besides continuing to 
be consistent, continuing to try new fitness things. So for me, it's more about like if things start to kind of open back up this year and next year, I really want to try some fun fitness things for fun. Like I'd love to try spin class. Like I do spin upstairs in the studio um, in our apartment, but I've never gone to a spin class. And that's something that I really, really want to do just to try it out. Or I would love to do like boxing, like get into doing boxing. I took a boxing class one time and it was so much fun. Like I tell y'all that's the most I've ever sweat in my entire life in a 60 minute session or a 60 minute duration. It was intense. Okay. Listen, honey. Okay. That's, that boxing gonna get you snatched. So I want to like do boxing. So I just basically want to have fun with like my routines, my workouts, try different things, just kind of step outside my comfort zone, like a little bit more. Um, I've kind of been doing that a little bit with Apple Fitness Plus, I think it's called. So I got the free trial because I recently bought an Apple Watch a couple months ago. So I got like a three month free trial of Apple Fitness. So I've been doing spin classes on there, workout classes on there. It's kind of similar to like, you know, I know people like do those classes on like Peloton and stuff like that. And they'll like bike and it'll have like the person in the class, like telling you what to do. And then it's like showing you like, oh, you're ahead of the pack or like behind the pack or like average or, or like it shows you like your heart rate and stuff like that. It's essentially the same thing, but it's really cool because it connects to your watch. And like I said, because there's a bike upstairs, I can like bike and sometimes I'll just pretend I'm in a spin class, like a regular spin class. And it's like not 2021 or 2020. Well, at the time I was pretending it was not 2020, but you know what I mean? Um, and then the whole clean eating thing, I am someone like I've never, I'm like not a dieter. Okay. I'm not a, um, I'm someone I love to indulge, honey. Maybe it's a Taurus in me. I don't really know. I love a good sweet. Okay. I have a big sweet tooth. And so for me, it's really more so around kind of like allowing myself to be intuitively eating without like forcing it because sometimes I find that when I'm stressed when I'm tired when I'm any random emotion that's like not in flux with my kind of equilibrium I will just like go for sweets I'll go for snacks I'll eat because it's like this kind of comfort mechanism for me I also have this thing where I chew the inside of my cheek I don't know if anyone else does this I know for some people like they bite their nails or they pull their eyelashes out like I will chew the inside of my cheek raw y'all it is it sounds gross I know but I'll chew it raw like I'll be bleeding literally um or I will eat sweets and that's something that I do but it's not even intentional it's like subconscious because I'm feeling stress or anxiety or sadness or something in the moment and I just go to these comfort activities just automatically so for me the whole clean eating boundary situation is more so around being conscious around what I'm eating and what I'm doing as related to my emotions and my health. So, you know, really kind of noticing and picking up on when I'm feeling anxious, when I'm feeling sad, when I'm feeling angry. And instead of kind of running to food subconsciously, kind of taking that moment to breathe and pause and think through and feel through what is happening and trying to find a healthier coping mechanism for myself because food itself or sweets itself, like my ice cream, my cakes, my, you know, cupcakes, they aren't unhealthy on their own. I don't personally believe that. I feel like everything is okay in moderation. I like, I'm not going to ever just stop eating ice cream because like, that's never going to be me. Okay. So for me, it's like all about the moderation piece. And so a huge part of that is really being conscious of like, when I'm doing something 
over that moderation when I'm kind of taking something to the extreme as a result of an emotional state that I'm in and really noticing that and kind of stepping away from that habit that I have, that subconscious habit. So another goal of mine is to read 35 books this year. That was such a random one that I set. I think I said 35. Like, why did I say 35? I don't even know, y'all. Like, what? Guys, I don't even know why I said 35 is a goal. Like that's kind of random because they're 12, you know what it is? It's cause they're 12 months in the year. And like lately I've been reading four books a month or so. And so I was like, okay, that's 48 in a year. And I was like, I wanna make sure that like, say there's a couple months where I'm just like not trying to like read four books or maybe like, you know, one month I read six and one month I read two, it kind of balances out. And I also wanted to make sure that I didn't make reading a thing where it's like, oh my God, I need to read four books because I have to hit that goal of 48 books in the, you know what I mean? Like I don't want it to be like a force like that, okay? I'm really enjoying reading my thriller books. I'm really enjoying reading as a nighttime cap a nighttime cap a nightcap activity I'm enjoying reading as just like something fun for me to do and like just enjoy a good story and I wanted to make sure that I kept it light-hearted but also I think I I just felt really called to create a reading goal I'm sorry if you guys heard lunchbox cough over there but I just felt really called to create a reading goal or a book goal rather and I've been using goodreads if you guys are familiar with goodreads or if you're not familiar it's kind of like like a really raw, like pared down version of Facebook, but for books. <laughs> so it's like, you can like set status updates. You can put what you're reading. You can put like how far you're into the book. You can put like a review when you finish the book and like it shows. So if you're friends with people on Goodreads, like you can see what your friends are reading. You can see what they're currently reading. You can like recommend books. You can join groups and stuff and like join groups that are pertaining to the types of books that you like to read. So it's really cool to like read reviews, get recommendations for books and stuff like that. So I've been on Goodreads and one of the things is like setting your 2021 reading challenge. So I recently set that and it was 35 books. So there's that. So my last few goals, you guys, are super, super finance related. I feel like this is the year that feels really like, again, besides the whole manifest daily like goal, most of my goals this year are around finances because it is something that I have been in the past, like I would say two years, really starting to take seriously and really starting to understand the importance of building wealth for myself, but also for future generations of my family. I think that it is so important for me um, and I find it personally important simply because I am... Um, I'm a first generation, I would say, American citizen. Am I? I think I am. So I wasn't born here, but I recently became a citizen. I plan to live in America. I don't know. I might move to Canada because y'all know this country kind of crazy right now. <laughs> right now, but I don't know. Listen, listen, let's not even get into that right now. But anyways, so I'm probably going to stay here. If not, I'm going to go to a different country that is hopefully, you know, Canada, maybe Europe. I don't really know you guys. So anyways... That being said, one of the big things for me is kind of like, again, establishing that wealth for myself, but for future generations that want to maybe live in this country, live in a similar country that want to just kind of like have a good lock on their finances. And I feel like it's so important for me to learn these lessons around my finances so that I can educate my kids. I wasn't able to have that education growing up. And as I've said before on the podcast, it is such a privilege if you grew up having your parents teach you about savings, having your parents teach you about investing, having your parents open up a savings account for you or open up some sort of trust or fund for you. Like those are such small things, I think, to so many 
of us um, that have it or so many people that have it. But for someone like myself, I, I'm like, you know, becoming an adult and realizing I'm sort of at a disadvantage because I never had that information growing up. I remember talking with a friend the other day and she was talking about how she like was able to call up her dad and like ask him for investment help or investment questions to to help like invest in her first how many times am I going to say investment but she basically was able to like chat with her dad and talk about investing and get advice on what to do and I can't do that you know what I mean so it's like I have to level the playing field myself right it's like when we talk about I mean recently had a training at work around diversity and equality and and, and we were talking about equity right so leveling the playing field for people so instead of it being something like you know the best example would be um, if you have a tree and you want people to pick apples like the whole goal is to get them to pick apples and one person is really really tall and they can easily just like grab the apple and you have someone who's short the whole idea of equity is to give that short person a ladder to say hey here's a ladder so you can be as tall as the tall person and you can pick that apple from the tree so I am essentially trying to level my own playing field here so that I can learn about these things and that when I have the kids and I can um you know have the opportunity to teach them about these things I can say well here here's the knowledge you need to know about this here's where you should go for this here are some resources to take note of for this you know what I mean because I think that is oh my gosh you guys ew what lunchbox what are you doing he literally is just like standing there staring at me that was so creepy and he's just like making a whole bunch of noise right now like lunchbox loves to make noise when i'm filming or recording anything and typically i cut it out but right now i'm not trying to edit these episodes so i'm so sorry guys anyways so basically finance goals is really big for me this year because every year i'm trying to get better about understanding my finances and leveling the playing field as much as I can for myself with my actions. That being said, let's get into the finance goals. So the first finance goal I have is I want to save $30,000 this year. So this isn't $30,000 completely from scratch. I have a savings right now, so I'm adding to that. I did move some over into a retirement account recently, so I think I'm saving like maybe 20 up uh, what am I saying? Not 28, um, around $18,000 this year. So essentially trying to get to $30,000 in savings. And the whole goal for that, because I know some people are like, oh, look, you should have a goal for your savings. I really didn't have a goal for this savings before, but the more that I'm like getting into life, <laughs> I'm getting into life. Um, I feel like this would be a really good savings for like a house down payment. So it's kind of like a rainy day fund slash house payment savings. I don't know, for anyone who's like, I don't know, I guess like a finance major out there who's listening, who's like cringing at the fact that I may not have a reason for the savings, please don't cringe at me. Like I said, I'm still learning, okay? So I may not have all the knowledge that you possibly have for savings and stuff like that. I do know I have a high yield savings account. I, I'm on that, okay? But this is um, most likely gonna be for like house or something like that. Um, I also know I could do an investment account for this, but it's the fact that I'm aiming to save this uh, quickly and it's not necessarily something where I'm keeping in there for a long time. Had I started this like five years ago, I think it would have been smart to do an investment account for like a house down payment so that basically like my money could grow a little faster uh, versus being in a high yield savings account. But at the very least, it is in that high yield savings account. So I'm thinking, I, I think it like doesn't depreciate as much. I'm really not sure. 
how all that works, but that's kind of my goal for the savings account. And that's why it's in a regular savings account versus being an investment account because it is going to be like used very shortly versus something that I would pull out in five or 10 years, right? Another um, savings goal that I have or another finance goal rather is to max out my Roth IRA contribution. So right now the Roth IRA is my only retirement account. I started that last year. And so each year you have like a max contribution that you can make. So I just want to max that out this year and make sure that I kind of get on, get into the habit of maxing out that every single year. And, um, I will like, so through work, like this is a, a very different type of job where certain things aren't included. So I don't have like healthcare through work. Um, we will, I will have the option to enroll in the retirement fund through work that has a matching part to it in about four months, I believe. So I am going to also like start that and start kind of like putting money into another retirement fund. But essentially I want to kind of like just jump on that because I do feel a little bit behind in terms of the retirement piece because I haven't been putting money into retirement fund for the past couple of years. And I have my own reasoning for that. And most of them were because I just simply couldn't. Right. I think for a lot of us, we have this idea that, you know, y'all should be saving. Y'all should be doing this. Y'all should be doing that. Sometimes people just have the money that they have to survive. Like sometimes people have the money to pay their bills and save a little bit. And, and that's it. And sometimes people don't even have that money to save a little bit. So in the past couple of years, I really just had the money to pay my bills and to save. And now I'm starting to get to the point where in my career, in my life, I'm making a little bit more so I can put away for retirement. I can put away for really nice things that I want, things like that. So that is why the retirement fund is fairly new <laughs> to my life, but I just wanted to kind of put that out there that if you don't have a retirement fund or if this is something that you haven't been able to start yet, like don't feel shame around that because we're all basically doing the best we can with what we can. So just know that, okay? Just remember that. The other like finance goal I have, I have two more, um, is to create a solid investment plan for 2022. So 2022 is the year that I like either 2022 or 2023 or even possibly 2024, depending on like what I do in the other years with my money, I want to kind of like really get into investing and kind of like understanding that a bit more. I don't necessarily want to just jump into it and toss my money into places that I don't understand. And so for me, that means like either taking a class, that means either enrolling in something, basically like getting information, buying the book, starting to understand like what investing is, what I need to do to get started. Um, I've kind of started to do some of that this year already. And that is like part of like the whole Roth IRA thing. I opened up that account with Vanguard and I really like Vanguard so far, but I also really want to kind of like figure out, you know, should I be trying something like Betterment or I think there's one called like Simple Invest or something like that, where it's basically like the robo investors where you put your money in and you can, they can help you allocate your funds to like stocks and bonds and figure out like the mix of your, um, your assets and all that stuff. So I am very, 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 very beginner to all of this. But one of my goals is to kind of start to understand that stuff a bit more so that in 2022, or like I said, 2023 or 2024, when I really want to take a chunk of money and put it into investment and really start to ramp up on investments that are outside of retirement and outside of, um, anything else and kind of prep for if I want to invest, like take that money and maybe turn it into a real estate investment down the line, things like that. I kind of know what to do. Um, again, a lot of this stuff is like, it's on me 
now as a as an adult to learn this stuff and figure out what I don't know and figure out how to bridge that gap between what I don't know and what I want to know and need to know in order to kind of create the life that I want because I think for a lot of people that are um you know what we would consider rich it's like they know how to work their money like they yes they probably have like really profitable businesses and stuff like that but at the end of the day if you're making a lot of money but you don't know how to handle your money and you don't know how to invest your money you don't know how to like turn your money into more money you can make all the money in the world but it's going to cause what I like to call money holes and your money just drains out and you essentially won't ever have wealth you'll just have money coming in that continues to flow out that never kind of builds up for you so like I said I'm trying to create some wealth baby so gotta learn about investing um and my last finance goal is to pay off uh, my small student loan entirely so I have a lot of student loans you guys um I have a lot. Um, I didn't actually accumulate a lot of student loans through undergrad because I got a full scholarship to BU, but I had to pay like room and board in like for my books and stuff. And my parents didn't have a college fund for me. So I, I really had to take out loans to be able to be able to pay for a place to stay on campus, be able to pay for my books, things like that. So I came out of BU with some loans, um, but most of my loans were accumulated for grad school. So Emerson College is where I went for grad school. I did an accelerated master's program and it was really dope because it was like in basically a year you were able to get your master's, but essentially it really was just like a lot of loans up front. So I have one particular small one that I just aim to pay off by the end of the year. And that's kind of like the last finance goal that I have for this year. So you guys, this is basically it. I feel like these are the goals that are for 2021 that I personally find are really, really interesting for myself. And I'm really excited to like dive into kind of like knocking these goals down for 2021. Or like I said, if they have to be stuff that has to get extended into 2022, I am totally okay with that as well. So now I kind of want to switch gears and chat about some of my January 2021 goals for you and kind of like talk about how this plays into the bigger picture for the goals. Because I think it's really important to every single month, like sit down and think about what you're doing intentionally to ladder up to your main goals for the year or the main goals for your life. And a lot of these goals, I'm sure you guys can kind of like guess how they play into the bigger picture of my life when it comes to building wealth, when it comes to kind of like, you know, my business and when it comes to just kind of my wellness and my life in general. But the January 2021 goals are really interesting because they really tap into the intricacies, right? Those details of how I aim to create this sort of plan for the year and how I aim to attack some of those yearly goals. So let's go ahead and dive into the monthly goals for January 2021. me okay i literally just had to go turn on the heat because it was a little chilly in here okay so let's go ahead and talk about some of my january 2021 goals and manifestations and kind of how they play into the bigger picture so diving into finance first since we just left off with finance one of my goals for this month is to invest an additional thousand dollars into my Roth IRA and then sign up for the digital wealth advisor. So with Vanguard, there's this like digital wealth advisor thing when you have like at least three thousand dollars invested with them. And I essentially want to kind of sign up for that just because it basically unlocks with them a couple other options of kind of figuring out how to 
look at your finance goals. Like essentially from what I've gathered, the digital wealth advisor is like basically like having a wealth advisor to help you. Vanguard does have like their, not customer service, but they do have advisors that you can call. I'm not sure of the extent to which the advisors are educated on investing. I'm assuming they are like pretty educated on investing, but the digital one just kind of gives you like, you can look at things like, okay, am I on track with meeting this goal for like retiring at this age? Like if I want to save X amount of money, things like that. So it just helps with the planning. And I really want to have that more like holistic outlook on my finances with something like this. So for me, I am planning to invest some more money into the Roth IRA because like I told you guys, I started it in 2020 and did put some money in there to start. Another goal I had for this month is to read four books. Again, this is kind of like a goal where I'm pretty sure I'm going to hit it. It's already January 10th and I'm on this book right now. I'm reading, um, what is it called? It's called The Perfect Marriage. Y'all, I'm wondering if we need to start like a book club Tuesday or a book club bonus episode Friday or something. I would love to do that. Let me know on Instagram if you guys would be interested in that because part of me was like, oh, should I start a like podcast or book club? And I was like, I'm literally not about to start another podcast for a book club, but I'd love to incorporate those in into this podcast if y'all are interested if, if not I still might do it because I think it would be very interesting but I am on my second book and I'm almost done with my second book so I do know I'm gonna hit this goal I might even read five books this month but I just had that down there another goal I had for this month is I wanted to do a seven-day streak for my health and wellness so on the Apple watch if you work out and hit your workout like time goal every single day for seven days you get like um a plaque for a seven-day streak oddly enough on like the second day of the month, like there was like a random day where I guess I got the plaque because I had already hit it. So I guess I'm gonna try to hit it twice. I basically wanted to hit it at least once throughout the month, but I'm just gonna go for twice because I already hit it, but that technically was from some workouts in December and then some in January. But I really wanna do that just cause I think it would be cool to just like work out seven days straight. Um, nothing strenuous every single day. Some days I will literally just probably like walk on the treadmill and just watch a vlog as I walk. But I just kinda wanna do this to push myself because like I said, for me, working out is a lifestyle. So it's kind of fun to create these little challenges and goals around my workouts and stuff that kind of like push me to certain limits each month. That way I'm not keeping it stale with my workouts. Last month, I had a goal around running five miles by the end of the month. Did not hit that goal, spoiler alert, um, only because, not even only because, I mean, I, I guess I got to push through, but I had started to get like mask knee, which is a mask acne, because we have to wear a mask upstairs in the gym. And you guys, like it would get to the point where if I ran, like I would sweat so much. And then I had like the mask that was like sweaty, sitting on my face throughout the whole workout, which is literally like, if you are a skincare person like me, like that is, it's, it's literally living hell to be having this like sweaty mask on your face. It is such a bacterial thing. Like, oh my God, probably fungus in there too. Okay. Like a nasty gym sock on your face. Like that is so gross. So I stopped doing that because I got like a couple, like I don't, my skin is pretty clear, honestly, like genetics. I usually just, um, break out of anything on my shoulders and stuff. So usually I use more like acne preventative stuff on my shoulders and back because that's where I actually get acne. I don't really get acne on my face, but since I was breaking out last month, like honey, I had to get me like, I went to um, Ulta, I got a Murad acne face wash. I got the mask of Mega Minty. I bought some, like I like, literally panicked and I stopped doing the running because I was like, yeah, we got to calm down with that. I also at one point tried doing like, 
I'd w bring a mask, wear a mask to run, take off the mask and swap it out with a new mask and then do like another mask during my lifting at the end of my workout. So I was wearing two masks per workout just to try to like switch it out as much as often. And that was like cool, but I like, it's just, it was getting to be like such a thing. So I think I'm gonna try to do that like running goal again because it was really dope when I started to get into it and like my body started to get like adjusted to running. Like it was really cool to be able to push my body to that limit because I'm not a really big cardio person. And honestly, I just found it like a really good exercise not just for my body but for my mind because i think running takes a lot of self-discipline so one other goal i have for this month is i want to hit 2700 followers on instagram which sometimes i don't know if i want to set this goal because it kind of like it's i know it's supposed to be related to manifest daily and like business and all that stuff but for me i've started to kind of question the followers goal that i have because i feel like for me it's an ego-based goal it's around like growing the followership and really if i don't really understand my purpose of growing a followership and understand my purpose of the business and understand my purpose of the content I'm trying to provide. I really feel like putting a follower goal down is kind of just ego-based and doesn't really serve my business in the way that it needs to. So I think I just heard the beep. That's the oven preheating. I am making some tuna empanadas. I also have one other goal and that is around creating and posting new blog posts, 10 new blog posts to be specific. Again, this is one that I put down kind of before I set those like bigger high level yearly goals. And I really just am questioning that because I feel like before I understand, you know, what I'm doing, I kind of want to understand that before I'm just like putting ball posts out there while the other half of me feels like, okay, experimentation. Like the only way I really start to feel out what I want to create is if I create, right? That's, that's really what you gotta do. You gotta get out there, you gotta create, you gotta put yourself out there. And I think as you do that, you start to find what you gravitate more towards. So I do think in that way, um, the content creation goal can serve a purpose. However, the followers goal, I'll still keep it on list. We're still aiming for 2,700. So if you are not following me on Instagram, I would love if you can go follow me there. Like, let's hit the goal together. But all in all, I don't necessarily know if it serves another purpose other than to, let's be honest, stroke ego and be like, oh, great. We have 27 followers on Instagram. 2700 followers on Instagram. Those are my goals, you guys. Like I said, this was a really vulnerable episode for me simply because just even talking about things like how much money I want to save and how much money I'm putting into my retirement and stuff like that. I think I get a little bit nervous because when I put that out there, it's like there could be someone whose like goal is to save 50,000. They could be like, girl, what are you doing? Like you're a mess trying to like, I don't know. I feel almost like I may be judged. And I think I'm trying to get away from that because I think that that is again, the ego speaking, the ego speaking fair. And at the end of the day, me kind of talking through these goals and the purpose of these goals, I hope can serve the purpose of helping you. And again, going back to all of the goals that I referenced, whether it's the reading, whether it's the fitness, whether it's the finance, whatever it is that you are also focusing on this year, just know that everyone has to start somewhere. There was once a year, once a time where I had no money saved. My bank account would like always be overdrawn. I didn't really understand finances. I didn't really understand how to save. I didn't really understand how to properly use a credit card. And now I'm at this place where I'm able to, and I, I'm gonna actually, this is something I wanna get better at too, is like really play, not playing the system, but understanding how to use points and stuff better. Just really understanding how to take advantage
advantage of the opportunities that are out there for us to create wealth and gain financially. Many who you guys, I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Come find me on Instagram and let me know if you enjoyed it. And as always, leave a review if you haven't already on iTunes and tell a friend about the podcast. Let's chat about our goals. Let's just like dive into 2021 with like the most amazing and beautiful energy because I truly believe it's going to be such an expansive year for so many of us. So thank you again, you guys, for listening and tuning into this episode, for listening to me chat for almost an hour. I appreciate you so, 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 so much. And I will chat with you in next week's episode. Have a great day, my loves. Bye. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the King of Sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.